Hello, you guys. Welcome to Unrelatable with Maddie Weisner. Happy Monday. It is a snowy day in Green Bay, Wisconsin this morning, I guess. I'm recording this Sunday morning. Packers play Kansas City Chiefs tonight at 7.15-ish in Lumbo Field at home. It's fucking cold. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We have such a fun episode planned. It is our Health Wellness Unrelatable Monday, obviously. If you're new, my name's Maddie. And if you're returning, I do have some bad news. So Luke, my boyfriend, in the last couple weeks, I've mentioned his interest in coming on the show. I've mentioned my interest in having him on the show as our first unrelatable guest. And I've said, I want to sit down with him, talk all things, our experience in the NFL. (laughs) I need to stop. His experience in the NFL and my experience also just kind of being here with him. Sure. We'll, We'll say that that's the vibe. But just kind of have that kind of a conversation because it has been highly requested. It has definitely been highly anticipated by not only myself, not only Luke, our listeners, all of us, whole gang. And I said we'd sat down to record it before. And those clips definitely just turned into bloopers that are going to be up on my TikTok page. And so hopefully those are super fun. I was watching it back and I'm just like, what the hell is going on? But we did that the first time. It was just funny, fun, and definitely practice. And then we sat down to record again the other day because I'd mentioned that this was supposed to be our Unrelatable Health Wellness episode. That was going to be the interview with Luke and I. And I just make a really big point of being able to show up on here as the best version of myself always, which kind of moves into what we're going to talk about next. Not for the whole episode, but like in a few seconds. But basically, Luke and I sat down to record and it just wasn't a situation where we were both going to be able to show up on here for the podcast, for you guys as the best versions of both of us. I'd mentioned and it's been in the media that... He spent some time in the hospital with a kidney laceration, which has definitely not been fun and has been really tough on kind of everyone, especially he's not one to want to sit on the sidelines, especially being in a situation where that's all he can do right now. And so we both just decided that we weren't going to force the interview. We weren't going to force the episode. And instead of like, I only have one microphone. I don't have a podcast studio. The lighting in our apartment is excellent for like one hour every day and it's at 8 a.m to 9 (laughs) a.m and I am very hard on myself in terms of the content I produce and because video content because I said that that was the intention was that we would have a video YouTube episode as well but that's just not the most important thing to me right now and I've said I'm trying to throw myself into this groove of producing the video content and there's a difference between like I don't feel like doing it and then giving myself the tough love that I definitely need at most times to kind of push myself out of my comfort zone but when quality gets put in the question and I'm forcing mediocre quality video content that's just going to translate into every other form of content I'm creating so then I'm going to end up forcing all of my content which includes our unrelatable episodes our Sunday scary series All things health, wellness, and the NFL, your hot girl's guide. And that's just not a road I want to go down because I've said I personally need, especially these health and wellness episodes that come out every Monday, 
I need those 99% of the time as a reminder to myself to just listen to as I'm re-listening, editing, going through, posting, all of that stuff. 99% of the time, that message is so relevant. Not so much today. (laughs) And then our Sunday Scary series, like sharing my personal interpretation, I guess, of all things football and doing that justice so that I can successfully portray what I love about this sport to someone who might not give two shits. Like doing that and doing it well is definitely important. So I just want to be proud of what I'm producing, obviously. Like I'm not going to do an inauthentic, forced, random podcast episode ever. And if I am, then that's when it's time to reevaluate our career goals. So sadly, we will not be having our first unrelatable guest this week or anytime super soon. I've decided to take more of a manifestation approach and instead of trying to make something work and trying to produce something that I know can be better, I'm not going to do guests and most likely I will not be recording episodes virtually, right? and posting them on YouTube until I have an actual studio and until I have the resources and the team and the knowledge, sure, to be able to efficiently, accurately, professionally execute my vision because it's definitely there. And as I've started to mention, I want to be able to do it justice. But to make up for the change and definitely if you're missing the Luke Musgrave content, Go look at my TikTok account. Everything worth noting will be posted, I promise. But last week, honestly, I feel like it was, I mentioned, and I've mentioned it multiple times on the show, but I specifically mentioned my choice not to drink alcohol. And I think I did because last week we talked about owning our shit in 2024. And I honestly think I said something along the lines of I could do a full episode on my choice to be sober 99% of the time my choice to not necessarily participate as much in the alcohol-related festivities or like going to stuff and having so much fun but just choosing not to drink at events that are typically alcohol-focused, sure. And I said I could do a full episode on it, but I really didn't need to because point blank, I just didn't like drinking. And so I'm totally combating that today, but whatever. Welcome to your hot girl's guide of being sober AF. (laughs) Kind of kidding. I don't want this episode to be me convincing people why they shouldn't drink because one, that's a very personal decision. Two, everyone is so different. Three, I have no credibility to tell anyone what they should or should not do unless someone wants to be personally trained. (laughs) Or we can talk all things hospitality management, which is what my degree is in. But I just wanted to create this episode, put it out there, put a voice to my experience with alcohol, my approach to kind of how I've, I don't know, the last few episodes I've put out for our Unrelatable Monday situation has been very much being in tune with your intuition and with your body and what you individually need. And so I kind of just wanted to put a voice to my mindset because I know I'm not alone in this and I know it's not something that's talked about all the time. Also how I personally feel physically when I do choose to drink alcohol, how I've physically felt in the past, and then the actual physical effects the alcohol have on the body. So when it comes to your choice to embrace authenticity, to own your shit in 2024, 
to do whatever the hell you want. You can make an educated decision about what is best for you in the are you drinking department. So perfect. I think we got it. I wanted to start by just highlighting the fact that I talked about this a little bit in our disordered eating episode that I posted a couple months ago, maybe last month. So that's a great episode to refer back to if you are interested in that side of things. But I did want to start and just say mini trigger warning. I am going to just kind of mention a little about my history with disordered eating habits and how that is related to alcohol. It's going to be like a minute, two minutes, 30 seconds, maybe. So just skip ahead. But basically in that episode, I highlighted how my relationship with food has changed during times in my life where I wasn't necessarily happy. I wasn't necessarily feeling fulfilled by my day-to-day activities. That was kind of the big point was talking about feeling full and then what that looked like throughout my life in every aspect, including my relationship with food. But when it came to drinking, and I still, I've never really been a person where I, well, that's not true. (laughs) Okay. Since embracing my health and wellness journey, we'll say that I haven't exactly been a person who was totally interested in drinking all the time. But when I was deciding to drink, and especially in times where I was really struggling with disordered eating, I was using drinking alcohol as an excuse to practice very, very, very unhealthy behaviors. Like obviously if you're going to consume any kind of, let's say, toxic substance, you're going to have the, I don't like the word munchies afterwards, but I don't really know what else to use. But basically I was using drinking alcohol as an excuse to come home, eat whatever I wanted. And then this is the trigger warning, okay? I would force myself to throw up afterwards on the basis of I was drunk and needed to get the alcohol out of my system. So that on its own was definitely not great. And making these connections just kind of has had to come through a place of growth and through just needing to get to know myself because mentally that was almost like the tip of the iceberg that went into my relationship with alcohol. And so we can talk about anxiety that gets kind of thrown around. I was never someone who would go out, wake up in the morning and just be super anxious. Like, oh no, what did I do last night? What did I say? I was never, I never had an unhealthy relationship with drinking itself Like I would go out, do whatever, and I'd never felt out of control, which, and I'm not an expert on this at all. I'm just sharing my experiences and trying to educate in terms of the mindset of everything. But if that specifically is resonating with you, just know you're not alone in that. And there are resources available in that department. But for me personally, when it came to anxiety, my anxiety was showing up in the form of I felt like I was ruining my progress in a lot of different health and wellness focused areas. And I would spend the entire day, maybe the day afterwards, and not even hungover. I never over consumed alcohol. Well, never say never, but I was never waking up constantly with a hangover. But I was just beating myself up over what my skin looked like that day, how bloated I was that day, how inflamed my face felt, how inflamed my body felt, how my muscle recovery was going. And I feel like it's important to mention that those thoughts and that thought process specifically is something that might not always be solved with removing alcohol from my routine. Again, not that it ever really was in my like weekly routine, daily routine per se, But again, I'm just sharing my experience, what has worked for me, and just my approach 
to everything. And I'm just going to get into a little bit of the science, not science, but I, I don't really know how to describe it. More so the facts surrounding the consumption of alcohol. But when alcohol is consumed, a calorie of tequila, for example, is not the same as a calorie of chicken. And it goes a lot deeper than the protein content versus not. Like when you're eating, and I don't want to use calories, but I'm just going to say like X amount of calories of a balanced, nutritious, healthy fats, lean proteins, quality proteins, complex carbohydrates. When you're having a meal of all the good stuff, fruits, veggies, all the things, your body is using the content of that meal to nourish itself, to fuel all of your bodily functions. I don't really know what else to say. I mean, I feel like I covered it. That makes sense. But then when you're consuming that same amount caloric wise of alcohol, your body is treating that as poison. Like it's not using the calories in tequila. And I love tequila. Like if I'm going to drink, that's all I'm choosing to consume. (laughs) But I just know that when that is in my body, every single thing in my body is turning its attention towards the literal poison that I just consumed. Like the shot of tequila I just consumed is not going to go into my muscles because I just had leg day and is going to help me repair and restore and recover from that workout. Like everything in your body. And even if you did eat that great balanced meal, like that quality food is not going to go into your muscles. That's not going to go where it needs to go. All of your energy inside of you is gonna be focused on getting the alcohol out and processing the alcohol, which is why we do have hangovers. Like we wake up in the morning after drinking so lethargic, so tired, so dehydrated, so just unwell because none of what our body does when we sleep was able to actually happen because we were focused on cleansing the alcohol out of our systems. And I mean, that's also why sometimes if you don't necessarily sleep a ton, if you're traveling, if you get to bed late, if you have to wake up early, whatever, that's why we'll wake up and we'll say, I'm so tired, I feel hungover because Yes, we weren't drinking, but our body still didn't have enough time to recover in the way that it normally does when we get a good night of sleep. So one, hoping I did that justice. Two, I am a very physically sensitive person. I've mentioned my having celiac disease. I've mentioned just checking off the autoimmune situation. Like if I'm drinking, I know my stomach. More specifically, my small intestine where the celiac disease likes to hang out. I know like my stomach's going to hurt the next day, guaranteed. And then I mentioned acne and I talked about this in our acne episode, which was one of the first episodes I produced. Maybe don't listen to that again. I'm not going to refer anyone back to that because hoping that we've grown since. But basically when I was deciding to drink, when I was deciding to go out and I was really, really, really struggling with acne, I would spend hours putting on makeup to cover up my skin and then I'd go drink and then I'd come home and I just felt awful. And like, this is where that anxiety sets back in is one, I'd covered my face with things that were not nourishing my skin, things that were not going to help my acne heal at all. And then I would also consume alcohol. So all my bodily functions, like all that energy that was going to go in to helping my skin heal itself that night was going to go into ridding my system of the vodka soda I'd had. 
And yeah, and again, this episode is not to convince anyone to stop drinking. This is not to scare anyone. I just want to help you guys make educated decisions because I, especially in college, almost felt like there were things that were wrong with me for not wanting to drink. And like I've gone through phases in my life where I've felt embarrassed of the fact that I wasn't choosing to drink and having to kind of explain myself in the terms of why I didn't feel like drinking, why I knew I wasn't going to feel good the next day and just kind of like being disappointed in that and wishing I could be someone that could just like throw them back and like be totally fine. And not that I want that to be like part of my personality, but it was just like almost a FOMO a little bit. But yeah, again, I didn't want to scare anyone. Like there are, it's just... Again, we're educating and when I do choose to drink, I'm choosing to drink on the basis of I know how my body reacts, I know how the human body reacts, and I know how I'm going to feel the next day. Like if you are choosing to drink, one, hydrate like crazy before, during, and after. Prioritize micronutrients throughout the day, potentially in any food you're choosing to eat during a night out and in the morning. We talk about setting yourself up for success on this podcast, like eat good foods that cultivate self-love, prioritize electrolytes, complex carbohydrates, not just cookies, cakes. I don't even know what else. Like I love a roasted sweet potato with the skin on. Also good quality proteins, healthy fats, just basic (laughs) nutrition information. I (laughs) love coconut water. Like the Taste Nirvana, I think is the brand. Their coconut water, if I am choosing a drink, I will always have that in my fridge for the next morning. And again, these aren't hangover curves. This is just my setting myself up for success because I'm not, I'm not waking up with a hangover. I just, I don't know. Also in the electrolyte department, the Mela, M-E-L-A, watermelon water. Excellent choice. Tastes amazing. Relatively high in sugar, but who cares? And then like having access to some sort of like grain bowl, power bowl, again, just pounding the micronutrients. And I also, like I mentioned my having a really sensitive stomach and waking up with a stomach ache in the morning, sometimes something that's going to be kind of intense on my system and a little bit harder to digest just because it's got all these things in it. I will make grain-free cassava pasta with just like olive oil, some garlic, some ginger, maybe some sauteed vegetables. And that's very soothing on my stomach. So just having tools in my toolbox when I am deciding to drink. Recently, it's been happening like, I think I've drank twice, three times this year, honestly, maybe four, which yeah, that isn't a lot, but my priority is not drinking alcohol. And I don't know, I want to avoid the feeling of feeling like I'm moving myself backwards, especially as I'm in this chapter of my life where I only want to be going forward right now. Like I have physical goals, I have career goals. I wanna wake up every morning as the best version of myself. I wanna feel like the best version of myself. My body needs to be set up for success and I'm just good. And obviously there's a lot that goes into like my choosing to participate in the consumption of alcohol, my choice to not. Like basically when I decided that one, I wanted to make the jump to be sober at different events like I wanted to go out and be able to be sober and then also deciding that I actually could do that and feeling like I actually could do that like it happened when I first started having thoughts of this would be just as fun if I wasn't drinking 
And then I put the emphasis on filling my life with things like that. Like I only want to go to things that I can go to sober and have so much fun. Like if there's an event, if I don't know, any sort of situation where you just have the feeling that it's only going to be fun if you're drinking. I don't want to go to stuff like that. Like in my professional, personal experience, if I'm going to something, I don't want to drink going into it and then feel like I need to in order to have fun, in order to enjoy myself. I'm not going to feel good about that decision in the morning, regardless of how I physically feel in the morning. And I think that the biggest thing I've found in terms of this predicament, I mean, it kind of goes without saying, but I've had to find people that are so fun to hang out with sober. (laughs) Or like, I can be comfortable matching energy, vibing. Like, there's nothing wrong with going out with your friends and dancing and having fun. Like, you don't need to drink to go have fun and to be funny and to go out and talk to people. Like, we can vibe. We can be good. We can be ourselves. Even when drinking is an option, you're still allowed to surround yourself with people that are just so let's say, intoxicatingly fun to be around. That probably sounds so weird, but just fill your life with good people and you're going to be good. Like For example, Luke doesn't drink and we're definitely on the same wavelength and see eye to eye in terms of if I am going to drink, I want it to be worth it. I want it to be fun. I want it to be celebratory. I want to be surrounded with people who I feel like myself around. I want to be surrounded with people who I didn't have to drink around. And yes, having someone as a partner who is on the same page as you, that helps so much. But again, it just comes down to knowing yourself and your own personal relationship with alcohol and how it makes you feel and how all of the things work together. But I mean, not drinking, you can also drive yourself around. Like instead of going out, getting the Uber, getting the Uber back, trying to figure out rides, if you go to a bar, it's not fun, you need to go to the next one. Like when you can park right up front and walk in and then walk out, that's so nice. And I personally have found so much confidence in my decisions not to drink. Almost in the same way as I've mentioned my not wearing makeup, right? Because when I decided that putting makeup on my face every single day was not something that made me feel good, if I'm going to spend the time to put makeup on, I want to accentuate my skin. I want to accentuate my features and all the other energy that's taking place leading up to that. I want that to go into my skincare. I want that to go into healing my skin. I want that to go into getting to know my skin. I want to feel pretty with good skincare on, not only when I'm putting a lot of makeup on, And practicing that and going to dinner without makeup, going out without makeup, that has built my confidence so much, even if it is just in myself and my ability to handle hard things, not hard things, but just handle something that in the past I have labeled as very uncomfortable. Drinking is the exact same way. Like going to things where I typically would have felt uncomfortable being sober just because I was uncomfortable and I guess myself, my independence, and my ability to just own my shit, do my own thing. Like going out, choosing not to drink, driving myself home, going to bed, and knowing that I'm going to get a good sleep and I'm going to wake up feeling rested, rejuvenated, ready to go. That's just a huge positive that I've noticed in my journey to being sober AF. (laughs) And I mean, also mocktails are so fun. I'll make them at home with a poppy, with an olipop. I'll incorporate aloe juice, which is great for bloating. Some sparkling water because that's how I like that kind of stuff. 
Pineapple juice, great for anti-inflammation, I think. My sister told me that, and she's 16, so <laughs> I could have looked it up, but I didn't. I don't know, making fun mocktails at home, restaurants, I love looking at drink menus at restaurants, and I've worked bartending where we had mocktails on the menu, and they were one, so good, so fun to make. I don't know, a restaurant that offers a mocktail is always going to do a really, really, really good job. And then if I'm out at the bar, typically I'll just ask for a soda water with lime, sparkling water with lime. Depends on the vibe. Just because bars are, like with my having celiac disease, getting a drink from a bar is typically, and it depends on where you go. Depends on the cleanliness of the things, of what's available. Like they're a bitch for cross-contamination. So I know that if I'm going to get sick, if I'm accidentally going to consume something that contains gluten because most alcohol has gluten in it, one, I'm going to be pissed. Two, if I had been drinking and I mean, it just depends on what I'm choosing to get. Again, if I am going to drink at a bar, it's typically only going to be a tequila shot. Something that doesn't get mixed in like the shaker because those just don't really get cleaned very well. I don't know. I just know if I'm going to get sick from a bar, it's not going to be worth it. And I'm going to be really mad. And then anyways, if you're not drinking, if you're just getting a soda water with lime, if you're just getting some sort of mocktail at a bar and they're giving it to you in the Pepsi glass, as opposed to the regular glass that they're serving the alcoholic drinks and you're uncomfortable in the fact that your glass is obviously very different. There's nothing wrong with asking for something different and like literally saying, can you give it to me in that glass? Because they will. <laughs> the bartender will. So yeah, that is kind of my rant on the are you drinking question. And again, like I mentioned last week, it does come down to confidence. Like I can literally just say I don't feel like drinking because I don't want to. Like this episode was not to explain myself to anyone. It was not to, again, I said I don't want to scare you guys. I just want to help you guys make educated decisions. And my choice to not drink and to prioritize different things in my life is a huge part of my brand, a huge part of my message, and something I've always kind of wanted to get out there. So I take back my saying that <laughs> I'm just not drinking because I don't want to, but I also can be very confident and very rooted in the fact that I'm not drinking because I don't want to. And these are my reasons why I don't want to. So hopefully this made up for my lack of my NFL boyfriend interview. <laughs> but like it seemed timely almost with the start of the new year coming because I know a lot of people will have goals to drink less. I know, don't people do sober January? I know sober October is a thing. But basically, again, helping with the education side of things. And then I also know that some people who maybe don't want to participate in all of the alcohol-related things. Don't, again, with the new year coming, don't want to start 2024 absolutely hammered and on the floor if that's inauthentic to what you're trying to achieve in the new year. Like, if you want to do that, if that's your vibe, hell yes. If you're absolutely ready to start the new year hungover, and I'm not trying to say that. That sounds so bad and condescending. <laughs> Listen to last week's episode about owning your shit. <laughs> But regardless, this episode was a very important one for me to get to record, me to get to sit down and talk to you guys. And I mean, I mentioned that these Unrelatable Monday episodes are always a good reminder for myself. I'm really trying to focus on, I mean, we talked about owning our shit last week. That's the same vibe. 
but just building my own confidence, being confident in myself, being very rooted in who I am and what I like. And a huge part of that, again, is my choice to be a sober sister. And I'll end there and say, you got it. If you are going to try her out, I mean, it's just like, I mentioned confidence. It's honestly really rewarding when you can stay true to what you want and when you can go in to a bar, when you can go out to dinner with friends and everyone's drinking and you're just like content and you're good and you can just be confident in that decision. It's just fun. So yeah, we're done. (laughs) Please follow us at Unrelatable with Maddie Weisner on Instagram and myself at Madeline Weisner on Instagram and TikTok. I'd say YouTube, but that probably isn't going to work out very well. But I do have a fun, I've mentioned recording our trip to Chicago for the first game, literally week one of the NFL. And the content from that is so good and so fun. So I will be sharing a lot more in regards to that sort of content but it also might just end up on tiktok so i'm not sure but we're good you can find us there if you haven't already please feel free to rate and review the show you guys already know it helps so much keep spreading the word keep sharing with your friends i am gonna start looking into a little bit of a rebrand not so much in the content but with the podcast cover photo and I think it would be so fun just thinking about what to get my family members for Christmas. My brother did a little startup last year or maybe the year before and gave everyone t-shirts for Christmas. They loved it and so his was a little bit of a different vibe and was a lot more applicable. (laughs) Like his was about fishing and mine is about the hot girl's guide to the NFL and health and wellness. But I think it'd be funny to make t-shirts and then give everyone a little card that said, I started a podcast, you're going to hate it. (laughs) So let me know your thoughts. And we'll be done. Don't forget to tune in on Wednesday for our Sunday Scaries series where we will be talking all things week 14 of the NFL regular season. I'll get to fill you in on everything that happens tonight as the Green Bay Packers take on the Kansas City Chiefs, as Luke Musgrave looks so fucking sexy on the sidelines. If you're worried about me and the snow, I will be sitting inside, (laughs) protecting my peace. But yeah, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. I absolutely love you so much. We'll talk on Wednesday.